If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Calls Cloud Business Phone Service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Conservative, not bitter is correct. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. And I am your host, Todd Huff. As always, you can email me, Todd at ToddHuffShow.com, Facebook.com slash Todd Huff Show. Questions, comments, your adoration and praise. (laughs) I'm joking, kind of. Anyway, it's good to have you. Thank you for joining us. And look, I want to pick up uh, impeachment, right? Impeachment is the – we're at a critical point now with the impeachment process, and there's lots of things I want to pick up on. There's some things that I couldn't get to yesterday that I can get to today, including this press conference that Ted Cruz had. I want you to hear some of that. That was a Monday Monday afternoon press conference. So we'll look at that, some of the um, – questions, the the way that Ted Cruz was, I guess, defending the president, criticizing this debacle, this nonsensical journey we found ourselves on. Also, I want to share with you, even you know, you know you've hit a nerve when CNN, the legal experts on CNN, it's a Jeffrey Tubin, I believe. Jeffrey Tubin on CNN actually admits that yeah, it is a little bit sleazy. Sleazy, I think, was the word that he used. Um, That Joe Biden, excuse me, that Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son, was hired by Ukraine, right, at this this firm, Burisma. So we'll talk about that. And, of course, witnesses we'll get to as well. Because yesterday, the Trump defense rested their case. I mean, their their time of presenting a defense for President Trump was up. And so now... Now what is really the question? So as we've said from the beginning, first of all, let's back up. Let's take a little bit of a step back. As they were debating the rules and the the, the format of this impeachment uh, trial, as they were doing all of this, there was debate as to whether or not there would be witnesses. And, of course, Democrats kept, as is common, right, in – in politics, introducing amendments to the legislation with the uh, with the the sole purpose of one thing that was to try to make Republicans look bad. It wasn't genuinely serious at that point that they were trying to get uh, witnesses held. Although they certainly they certainly would have welcomed witnesses that could be damaging to the president. And I don't necessarily even mean 
just for the sake of making his impeachment case stronger. I simply mean if they had some bad things to say about him at all. And so they went through this saga, and then they went through this feigning of outrage, this faux outrage where they could say Republicans are trying to block this from being a fair trial. Republicans are engaged in a cover-up. If you remember, this is what Chuck Schumer said. Republicans are engaged in a cover-up. Democrats, of course, are trying to be fair. It's as though the House side of the impeachment process never took place. It's as though those secret closed-door meetings, right? Remember that? Closed-door testimony? We didn't even know what was going on down there, but we were supposed to trust the likes of Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler and the rest of the uh, very transparent and very fair-minded Democrat party downstairs in the basement of the Capitol. They didn't call some of these witnesses that they're demanding to be heard in the Senate today, this week, or whenever witnesses, I guess, at this point would be held, uh, will be called next week, I suppose. We don't really and truly know the calendar Except we do know the next step. The next step is to determine now whether or not they will hold witnesses. So all that stuff at the beginning, all that stuff at the beginning about witnesses was simply made it was simply done for political theater. It was it was it was done to make you and the rest of America, me, all of us, think, man, Republicans are a bunch of jerks. How can you have a trial and not have witnesses? Right? That's not the whole point was the House managers make their case. The Senate, or excuse me, the, the president's defense team responds. And then the, the Senate convenes. They talk about this. They ask, they ask questions. They try to determine if there's enough here for there to be questions, for there to be witnesses called. I mean, it doesn't make sense. To have witnesses when you don't even know if there's a strong enough case for there to be serious consideration, which, by the way, there's not. And that's the point of Alan Dershowitz. Dershowitz played a central role in the proceedings in saying that obstruction of Congress isn't a crime. That's a political thing, as is um, abuse of power. If you think the president's abusing his power, there are there are remedies for that already. First and foremost, um, if the president abuses his power, there are things that Congress and or the courts can do. I mean, that's what happens when something's declared unconstitutional. For example, that's what that's kind of what that's about. And there's also a little thing called an election, and that's what Dershowitz was saying: is that this is not how you address these problems. This is not what the founders wanted. They didn't want political fights, political issues to be uh, impeachable offenses, they saved those for very egregious circumstances where uh, it involves some sort of a criminal act or something like bribery, like treason, not something like the president wasn't nice to Congress. The president talked to a foreign leader about investigating someone, investigating a circumstance that may have been incredibly, uh, you talk about an abuse of power, that may have been an incredible abuse of power. Enriching your family off of a personal relationship with the country that was determined to be one of the most corrupt nations on planet Earth, 
seems to qualify, in my mind, as something that would be considered an abuse of one's power. And by the way, if we knew this back in 2000, whatever it was, 14, would Republicans have pursued impeachment against the Obama administration for this abuse of power? And I think the answer is clearly no. Republicans told us back at the time that they would not be impeaching President Obama pretty much any, no matter what he did. We couldn't have that. We couldn't have that uh, symbolism, that symbolism on the Republican Party, impeaching the first African-American president, impeaching President Barack Obama. They just didn't want to do – they didn't want to have that. They didn't want that – those optics. They didn't want any of that. So that's the backdrop here. So now, now that we've heard the testimony – not the testimony. Now that we've heard the opening statements, I should say, between both sides – and, of course, you listen to this. To me, this is patently obvious. If I was in the Senate today, or whenever the vote is actually going to be for witnesses, I would vote no. There is no sense. This is a waste of taxpayers' time. This is, a, this is a, a sideshow. This is a distraction from what really needs to be taken up in the U.S. Senate, the U.S. House. This is a distraction and a diversion. This is an attempt to obstruct the president's ability to be the president of the United States. This should be over. We have been subjected to this. He has been subjected to this or something like this since the day, even before he took office, days before. I mean, when they're calling for your impeachment publicly on the 11th day, and we documented this in our email newsletter. By the way, you can subscribe to that email newsletter by going to our website. It's free, by the way. Anyhow, so 11th day, they're calling for this publicly. Why on earth, why on earth would you think that there's anything sincere about this? This is an extension of Russia collusion. In fact, I would maintain that they did not lay the groundwork for Russian collusion. They would have had a little bit of uh, more difficulty Connecting the dots with Ukraine, right? This is Ukrainian collusion. U Russian collusion was about the 2016 election and how Trump tried to partner with Vladimir Putin. Of course, they would say he didn't try. He actually did. Partner with Putin using Pokemon Go and Facebook ads to trick people into voting for Trump instead of Hillary. That was the groundwork for this. That was the framework upon which this was pretty much built upon. The foundation upon it. Because now they said, you know, we caught him in 2016 retroactively, but we couldn't do anything about it because Mueller didn't quite give uh, this, the, the Congress enough to, to actually pursue this and to use that as the impeachable uh, logic or whatever you want to say, the rationale for moving towards that in 2000, well, before this latest impeachment drama. And so they picked up where they left off. Hey, hey, America, this is pretty much the argument. We know President Trump was corrupt in 2016. Of course, we don't because that's not the ultimate findings. The Mueller report came up short and nothing was done from that. This thing was built up. I mean, some people literally thought that President Trump would be ushered out of the White House in handcuffs and maybe even an orange jumpsuit, again, not to be confused with Hillary's orange pantsuit. But... That's what people expected. So nothing happened. 
The base was upset. They thought Trump had gotten away with a with a high crime. And so this continues. Now they find Ukraine. So in 2016, Trump was colluding with Russia, they would say. We caught him, but we couldn't quite get enough goods on him through the Mueller report to to make him pay because we were looking at it retroactively. This time we caught him with his hand in the cookie jar. We caught him trying to do something in 2020. And since they invested all that political capital in 20, well, looking at back at Russian collusion, looking backwards at it, they invested all that capital to where people somehow believe that Trump called up Putin and said, let's do this. And Putin flipped a switch and Americans were just without any explanation besides a Pokemon Go ad, a Facebook ad. We're going into voting booths and pressing buttons for the candidate they didn't want to vote for. And so because of that nonsense, I mean, it's utter nonsense. Again, I've said before, if if the the Russian government or whoever it was that was actually executing this plan, if they are 1% as successful at swaying people to vote for Trump when they wanted to vote for Hillary in 2016, they would be the most profitable sought-after marketing firm in the world because people would say, hey, use that same strategy to get people to buy my goods and services. And they would be sought-after like there was no tomorrow because that's what people in marketing would say. That's pretty uh, – That whether you got someone to do something that's good or bad, I'm, they're not even looking at that. They're saying you were successful, so help us apply that. Help us apply that to our particular circumstance. Instead, instead of doing that and getting filthy rich off of the American business community, they said, no, let's, let's continue to hunker down and find ways to help Trump. And Trump also along the way found Ukraine, who was apparently willing to help as well, by simply investigating Hunter Biden, which even CNN says was a sleazy sort of thing to be done. Not the investigation, the fact that Hunter Biden was basically given a position of power, a very lucrative position of power at Burisma in exchange for, apparently, connections to Joe Biden, kind of reminiscent of the Hillary Clinton pay-to-play, Clinton Foundation sort of thing. Anyway, so that's all the backdrop. All this stuff, calling calling of witnesses before, before the first two phases, which was the presentation of the, the House manager's case and the president's defense team that was all smoke and mirrors that was all to get some political points that was all to make this look like republicans were the problem not the democrats democrats of course are fair-minded trying to do the right thing which is laughable if you've watched this thing from the very beginning anyway so now we're talking about witnesses for realsies so that being said i want to talk about witnesses i want to talk about why i would not call witnesses and I want to look at the um, a couple of sound bites that I missed yesterday pertaining to uh, the status of this impeachment process. So all that being said, going to stop and take a time out. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. And by the way, yes, today is the official day where we kickstart hour number two. So we will be, uh, this is our first hour. Hour two will be um, coming after right after this so if you can't catch it on radio those are there are ways for you to to catch it just go to toddhuffshow.com slash total access 
ToddHuffShow.com slash Total Access will tell you how to watch, uh, or I should, I should say get the rest of the content. If you cannot listen on your radio dial this morning, uh, wherever you are in Indianapolis or Utah, but I got to take a time out. You're listening to Conservative Not Bitter Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Roku, Roku on your home televisions. I've got one down, and we got a we got a television that we turn on during the the program. Now I've downloaded the app, so now it's on my phone. I'm switching it to Fox and Friends. I will make sure this thing's muted. Oh boy, not sure how to do that. There we go. Okay, so these batteries. I'm telling you, we have three of those devices in this house. And they, the batteries in these remotes go bad about every 17 or 18 minutes. So we ran into that problem here this morning. So we turned that on during the break. Anyhow, been talking about impeachment, right? Talking about specifically witnesses and a little bit of Hunter Biden, which is, which is really um, what the, the next most important step is witnesses. So we got through the first. The the opening statements by the Democrats that which, by the way, I, I really mean this. I know some people think that this is to be taken. It, look, it should be taken seriously in the sense that a president of the United States has been impeached. But on another on the other hand, he was impeached for fabricated and blown out of proportion reasoning and rationale. And it's not serious. This is a political tactic. It's one of the reasons, by the way, why I, why I say, you know, they they talk about, oh my goodness, these these Democrats running for office who are senators, they're not going to be able to campaign. They're going to be stuck in there listening to this impeachment stuff. Bernie Sanders, my cousin Liz, Amy Klobuchar, and they're going to be listening to this and uh, and not really have a anything they can do campaign-wise. And I say, bet me, this is. This is the campaign. This is the campaign because this is the strategy. And yes, there's a certain degree to where these folks can't go out and and go to Iowa. But let me ask you this. Have you heard anything about Iowa? Iowa is a mere, what is today, Wednesday? Five days away, folks. Five days away, the Iowa caucus will take place. I think the Democrats would, would agree to do anything to keep their candidates hidden. I think that the more they keep these folks out of the limelight, you know Biden's team, right? Biden's team decided a couple months ago, they were having this debate, it leaked out, and basically what they came to the conclusion was, hey, Joe Biden doesn't need to be out there that much. In fact, Joe Biden, Joe Biden doesn't need to really be out after 4 p.m. He can have his dinner early, should settle in for the night. Joe Biden shouldn't be out there. That's when crazy statements begin to take place. I'm reminded of things like the story of Corn Pop, the legend, maybe the legend of Corn Pop, and how Joe Biden was going to fight him using a six-foot piece of pool uh, chain out in the parking lot of a Wilmington, Delaware uh, public pool back in 1962 or some such year. I mean, crazy. This is the st- these are Joe Biden stories. I don't blame them. 
Let's keep them hidden. Let's keep them behind the scenes. You have Elizabeth Warren when she gets out there. She pops a beer on Instagram Live as she launches her campaign. Says, "Honey, get me a beer. Let me let me talk to the common folk about my campaign here." Disingenuous, phony nonsense. She might be claiming to be Native American in the next the next Instagram video. Whatever she's doing, these are the sorts of things that Democrats have to contend with. I don't blame them. We don't know anything about Iowa because they don't want us to know about Iowa. They want to destroy the president. This is the campaign. Absolutely the campaign. It's the reason why they decided to do this in 2019. They looked at the historical accounts of the professor at American University, Alan Lichtman, who's a Democrat who basically was begging the Democrats to take some action because he said if the Democrats had not impeached President Trump, their chances of winning in 2020 were dramatically lesser than they were, than they should be in his mind. He's begging them, please. He's got a checklist. He says forget about polling. The best way to predict elections is to look at these 13 core principles, I guess, these 13 conditions surrounding the incumbent president, and if certain questions are answered yes or no, right, they're yes or no questions, if they're answered a certain way, everyone that's a negative against the president helps the, pre- helps the opponent's party win the election. Everyone that's a- answered in the affirmative has a condition of yes, this is the case, it helps the president. And he says if you don't have six that are negative against the president, you're not going to win. I've gone back, Alan Lickman says, for a long time, and that last, whatever it is, the last X number of elections have been, have, have been decided exactly as my, as my model, he would say, has, has promised, has predicted. And so that's eventually what convinced Nancy Pelosi. Of course, she was wrestling with the fact, will a impeached president actually get the sympathy of the American voter? That's what she saw happen when Bill Clinton was impeached back in 1998. Anyway. All right, I'm getting a signal here. It's time to take a break. I think I'm going to do that here. Pick up. I'm going to get to uh, these sound bites here, this segment. But but that's that's the background. That's the framework. That's why this whole thing was introduced. Don't buy into the lies that this is some sort of a silly, uh, you know, interference with campaigning this is campaigning this gives them a platform to talk about how awful president trump is and how president trump should be either removed from office or if he's not defeated in an election that of course you can you can vote for these other candidates how convenient bernie sanders can say remove trump from office but if you don't you should vote for me even if you do you should vote for me Bernie could say, Elizabeth Warren could say, Klobuchar could say, because I'm sure Mike Pence, Mike Pence probably needs impeached for something too, probably for being the vice president of President Trump. That's probably an impeachable offense in the minds of the Democrats. Don't be surprised if that happens as well. Anyway, that's where we are. I want to share a little bit uh, sound bites here again as, as the program comes together. I intended to do that this segment, but just. Uh, don't have time to do that right yet. So sit tight. We'll continue this when we get back from the break. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. 
through impeachment here, we're now looking at the actual part in the process where witnesses are going to be voted upon. So if I was a senator, and I have, look, no ambition, interest in any of this sort of thing, but if I was one of those 100 senators sitting there listening to this nonsense, playing Brick Breaker or whatever they're playing on their phone, listening to their favorite music, uh, dozing off, whatever they're doing, which is understandable, candidly, given what I saw from this silly process. I look at this and say, this is this is nonsense. This is not something, first of all, that's impeachable. This is this is something that's, in one respect, totally justifiable. Even CNN thinks that Ukraine hiring this Ukraine firm Burisma, hiring Hunter Biden so that he can make lots of money while his father has been charged with being the point man to clean up corruption in Ukraine. <laughs> just, I'm just to, to look at that to look at that scenario and not see a problem is for someone to be intellectually dishonest. There is there is no way. There is absolutely no way that you can look at this and think that this is something that's acceptable. In fact, even CNN, good old friends at CNN, which I next hour I'll probably have something else to say about CNN with Don Lemon. Can't get to that, I don't believe, this hour. Anyway, even CNN acknowledges that this doesn't look good. In fact, it's even sleazy. Sleazy. Even Jeffrey Tubin, CNN's legal expert, whatever, talking about this on CNN. Let me play that clip for you here real quick. First, um, I thought Attorney General Bondi did an effective job of showing how sleazy the hiring of Hunter Biden was. I mean, there is no way to dress that up. Um, he was given a great deal of money for a job he was unqualified for. Um, and the only reason he got it is because he was the vice president's son. Bingo. Circle gets the square, folks. This is exactly right. This is CNN, even CNN. Now, when you see CNN, you see when you see now, I know this is a guest. This is their guest expert. But I am telling you this what you see on the stage at CNN. And this goes for all media outlets there. There are meetings. There are meetings. Do you remember back a couple of months ago, back a couple of months ago? Uh, the CEO of CNN said, look, don't bring me anything that's not impeachment. Don't bring me that. In other words, when we're determining, when we're, when we're having our production meeting, our staff meetings, getting ready to decide what we put on air, don't bring me anything that's not impeachment of Donald Trump. That's what, that's what Zucker said. That's what he said. In fact, I think he's on record. Didn't, isn't this one of the thing, Project Veritas? did when they exposed CNN. Nobody cared. I mean, we care. The media doesn't care. But they have these meetings. They have these meetings and their strategy. The things that are put on the teleprompters are deliberately there to advance a narrative. Now, the guests are a little bit different, but this guy's a regular guest, so I don't know what his role is in this. I'm sure he's been in on some of these meetings. Hey, Jeffrey, make sure when we get to this that you avoid, I don't know, talking about this, saying this, that we don't get bogged down in the weeds here because we want to keep the focus on how corrupt President Trump is. I mean, is that a far-fetched uh, far view of what's taking place behind the closed doors of CNN? I would suggest that that's a likely 
scenario. Even CNN, even in spite of being that type of a network where those types of meetings are taking place, when their agenda is clearly impeachment, 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 when they are basically the PR firm of the Democrat Party, the mouthpiece of Nancy Pelosi and the other radical leftists, they actually, he actually said, I'll play it again. Let's play this thing again because I think that this is absolutely necessary for us to hear. Again, this is how, they, how CNN describes Hunter Biden being hired by Burisma. Um, I thought Attorney General Bondi did an effective job of showing how sleazy the hiring of Hunter Biden was. I mean, there is no way to dress that up. Um, he was given a great deal of money for a job he was unqualified for. Um, and the only reason he got it is because he was the vice president's son. So if that's the case, even CNN agrees with this, why is it not appropriate for the president to look into this? Again, we're talking about impeachment and witnesses. So if I'm listening to this, and I think this, this is the background, even by CNN's own admission, this is a sleazy thing. There's no way to dress this up, as Jeffrey Tubin says. Again, when you're listening to Jeffrey Tubin, you might as well be listening. You might as well be listening to one of the House managers, one of the one of the legal experts, so to speak, that are presenting the case of impeachment to the Senate of Don, uh, Donald J. Trump. That's basically who Jeffrey Tubin is. He's one of those folks. One of those folks who's up there clamoring about impeachment. So, if that's the case, if that's the case, then President Trump, and it is the case, by the way, President Trump had every reason, rationale. In fact, I would even maintain he had a degree of uh, a certain amount of, what's the word I'm looking for here? He, he should have done it. He should have, he should have done it. There was some burden that says, Look, if our government is engaged in this sort of stuff, it's absolutely appropriate and not even just appropriate. It's something that you should do, try to do something about. So why do I need witnesses when we know it's clear that this was something that President Trump could have asked, could have requested, as politicians do all the time? Quid pro quo is, is what politics is. It is. I mean, we talk about the fact when you go through how a bill is made into law in even in elementary school they talk about you know the process it goes through committee gets introduced the house votes for this and so forth it goes before the full house blah 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 then they 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 talk about amendments they negotiate they then possibly bring in okay I'll support you on this but next time you support me on that that is what this is the whole question is was was the only motivation, the only ex, the only reason that President Trump would have said, look into the Bidens and this corruption, this sleazy hiring of Hunter Biden, there's no way to dress this up, is the only reason he could have done that because he was trying to elicit help from a foreign government to interfere with the 2020 election, especially at a point where we still don't even know if Biden's going to be the, the candidate. I think Trump would love to run against Biden. Can you imagine that debate stage? That would be there would be so many gaffes up there the average person couldn't take it in. Anyway, the idea that this is what the Democrats tell us is completely bogus. 
There's no need to hear witnesses because we already know this. There's no need to hear more because we've heard enough. We know what this is about. There's obviously other reasons that President Trump could have spoken with Ukraine about this besides trying to get the 2020 election stolen from Biden, who, again, may or may not even be the candidate. Anyway, got to take a time out. When we get back, I want to play this soundbite from – it's a little bit longer, about five minutes, but I want you to hear at least a good chunk of this. Ted Cruz press conference. Ted Cruz press conference on Monday where he addresses some of these things. I just want you to kind of get a, a glimpse of it, and I want to – I appreciate what he's out there saying. I appreciate what others are out there saying. I don't appreciate what some of these folks who are uh, senators are doing as far as hiding from having to say anything because they're scared of the political consequences of, of, of coming out against witnesses or saying they're ready to acquit the president or whatever the case may be. There's not enough principled leadership in these positions. There's more than there used to be, but still not enough. And I've got to take a break. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I am your host, Todd Huff. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back. Uh, watching this uh, Don Lemon, which we'll get to next next hour. I can't get to that to this uh, this first hour. But Don Lemon and his guests uh, making fun of Trump voters and Don Lemon laughing hysterically. Don Lemon had a very serious, oh, very serious apology last night. <laughs> I think the apology may have been as funny as the actual actual jokes that uh, were raining down on conservative. Midwesterners, Southerners, people with accents like this, you know, as I know folks think that I have sometimes, and that's fine. Nothing wrong with that at all. But anyway, although there, there is something to be said. I mean, we do have, we have to be able to laugh at ourselves. I mean, my goodness. I think there is a degree that, that people are way too uptight and serious. But the idea, <laughs> the idea that this whole thing about Don Lemon is, is just kind of silly um, as far as the way that the way that the left goes about doing this it's just it's it's just a little bit funny to me so we'll talk about that next hour but i wanted to to get back here to this conversation about um about witnesses and again if i was one of those folks voting one of those senators i would not i would not vote for witnesses this thing would be over in my mind i'd call this to a final vote have the final debate or whatever needs to happen here and this would be over. But instead, we have people talking about hearing witnesses. And by the way, 75% of Americans, if you believe Quinnipiac, the polling outlet, says that 75% of Americans want witnesses. I think they want them because they don't necessarily understand what's been happening here. And they've been told that the case against Trump is stronger than what it really is because, well, because they've been – had these things explained to them by the media, by the likes of Don Lemon, by the likes of Don Lemon. That's kind of where we find ourselves here. But anyway, um, I'm going to play this soundbite from Cruz. But you know what? I, I just I don't have time. It's it's a it's actually a, a few minutes, and and I don't want to get to it before the. Br- I know, I know, I I should have planned this out a little bit better. But um, we'll, we'll pick pick up this soundbite. Probably the first uh, first segment at the after the top of the hour, which, by the way, you can continue listening by going to ToddHuffShow.com slash 
total access. Total access. You do have to be a member, but we have the lowest rates we've ever had to, uh, which we're now calling total access. It used to be called overtime. We used to do bonus content that wasn't played on the radio um, that was just uh, available digitally, and we had some uh, subscribers for that. But now that, that you'll be able to hear Hour 2 on the radio. In Utah, you'll hear it uh, from 7 to 8 a.m. local time. In Indianapolis, uh, we are 5 to 7, so you'll hear the next hour prior to. You'll hear this this second hour that we're about to broadcast It'll actually air from 5 to 6 tomorrow morning, and uh, that's how we'll we'll do that. Uh, otherwise, I'd have to get up about 2 in the morning, and that's not, that's not going to happen right now. But anyway, that is um, how you can see or listen to the second hour of the program, ToddHuffShow.com slash Total Access. Best rates of the year, best rates we've ever had. Uh, I think it's 25 bucks for the year, and... You can hear us. Yeah, actually, you can hear us live if you subscribe there. So, all that being said, all that being said, it's time to take a time out here as we get to the top of the hour. We'll continue with this uh, soundbite about Ted Cruz here next, over once we get past the top of the hour, and we'll talk about Don Lemon, which I'm really looking forward to. That this is has been entertaining to me during the breaks here as I've watched some of these developments and things that I hadn't seen uh, hadn't seen all this prior to prior to today's show. So. Talk about those things, top of the hour, but got to take a time out. You're listening to Conservative Not Bitter Talk. I am your host, Todd Huff. Be advised, by the way, listening to this program can, in fact, cause you to lean to the right. So if you're operating heavy machinery, your vehicle this morning, pay careful attention that you're not veering off to the right because this program does have that effect. And yes, even 98% of scientists agree with that. So sit tight. We'll continue in just a minute. So, 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 the Senate Majority Leader, Mitch McConnell, is now looking, actually, he, there's reports saying that he doesn't have the votes yet to say no witnesses. 75% of Americans, according to Quinnipiac, want there to be witnesses. Lots, I don't, by the way, again, I'm on, there's no need to be have witnesses. I just was talking here behind the scene. It'd be, to me, it's the, it's, it's, it's something, now this is an exaggeration, of course, but if my wife, if my wife didn't roll the bag of Doritos up at night or whatever, and I ate them the next day, and I didn't like stale Doritos, and I went to the authorities and said I'm being abused by my wife because she's not rolling up the Doritos, the right thing to happen is after the initial case is being made, they say, no, this is silly. We shouldn't do anything. Even if she isn't rolling up the Doritos at night, that doesn't qualify as as abuse. I'm using a huge exaggeration here, but that's a degree of what we have. So there should be no witnesses, but I have a feeling there's going to be. Anyway, that being said, I've got to wrap up first hour. We'll continue here second hour in just a moment. Thanks for listening. SGG, take care.